Last time that I had the opportunity to, uh, to bring a lesson on Sunday morning, I had uh, Corey's help and we put a PowerPoint together. And uh, after the lesson was over, I had people ask me they wish they had a copy of the, the, out, the outline, the passages that we, that we used, and so we made copies available for people for that. Um, we don't have a PowerPoint today. Um, although Corey asked, he, he, did, he did wonder if, if, uh, if we were going to do that. However, I did, I did make, a, make an outline. And um, Corey has, has a handful of them, and he's going to pass them out for you if you so desire. Um, if you don't want one, then don't take one. Um, I, I find I find sometimes when you have things handed out to everybody and then there's a whole bunch left in the pew uh, after Sunday's over and then they're gathered up and they're thrown away and you know however oftentimes over the years I have been asked by individuals who don't speak publicly how do you uh, how do you come about putting a lesson together and and I guess I've answered in different ways um, over, over the years, but it seems like every once in a while you hear somebody say something, you read something, you, you listen to the words of a song, um, you open God's word and you read a passage and, and all of a sudden you find that those things that you have been experiencing sort of come together and 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 so that's kind of the way things transpired for the lesson that I want to share with you this morning on the subject of redemption A song that, uh, when I was in college, uh, the chorus that I was a part of, we sang this song often. Um, and the words of the song are in our songbook. If you um, wanted to note that song, it's number 250. And this is what it says. How I love the great Redeemer who is doing so much for me. With what joy I tell the story of the love that makes men free. Till my earthly life is ended, I will send songs above. Then beside the crystal sea, more and more my soul shall be praising Jesus and his love. He has purchased my redemption, rolled my burden of sin away, and is walking on beside me, growing dearer day by day. That is why I sing his praises. That is why joy is mine. That is why forevermore on the everlasting shore I shall sing of love divine. 
Glory be to him forever. Endless praises to Christ the Lamb. He has filled my life with sunshine. He has made me what I am. Oh, that everyone would know him. Oh, that all would adore. Oh, that all would trust the love of the mighty friend above and be his forevermore. We're going to sing this other song at the conclusion of our lesson this morning. It's number 514. I was reminded not too long ago how that sometimes when songs are sung, we, we fail to maybe get the grasp of the meaning of the words. And sometimes it's better when we read them. And I thought about that, and I, I guess maybe that's so. We get thinking about, are we on the right tune, or are we whatever? And This song says, how I love the great Redeemer. Oh, pardon me. <laughs> Redeemed how I love to proclaim it. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed through his infinite Mercy, his child, and forever I am. Redeemed and so happy in Jesus, no language my rapture can tell. I know that the light of his presence with me doth continually dwell. I know I shall see in his beauty the king in whose law I delight, who lovingly guardeth my footsteps and giveth me songs in the night. Redeemed how I love to proclaim it. We've already had Mark read Ephesians chapter 1 and verses 3 through 8. And so we want to look at the next, uh, the next four, four passages that you have on your sheets. Romans chapter 3, beginning at verse 21. <clears throat> but now apart from the law... The righteousness of God has been manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all those who believe. For there is no distinction. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Being justified as a gift by his grace through the redemption which is in Christ Jesus whom God displayed publicly as a propitiation in his blood through faith. That was, a demonst uh, that was to demonstrate his righteousness because in the forbearance of God, he passed over the sins previously committed. For the demonstration, I say, of his righteousness at the present time that he might be just and the justifier of those who have faith in Christ Jesus. Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 and 5. 
But when the fullness of time came, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, in order that he might redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. Titus, chapter 2, verse 11 through 14. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all men, instructing us to deny ungodliness and worldly desires and to live sensibly and righteously and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself a people for his own possession, zealous for good deeds. Galatians chapter 1, verses 3 through 5. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us out of this present evil age according to the will of God and of our God and Father, and to whom be glory forever. Amen. Passages that we have heard read from Ephesians through Galatians. All have reference to the idea that in Christ we enjoy redemption. In Christ we enjoy redemption. The Apostle Paul, in particular, as he writes, repeats the phrase many, many times in his letters, the idea of being in Christ and the result of that for those in whom he was writing to, and for you and I today. And so this morning, I want, us, I want to share with you Three ideas, three things that are significant because of the fact we have been redeemed. And sad to say, sad to say, that if you have not been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, then these don't apply to you. And so, let's consider the fact that we have been blessed because we have been redeemed. And the first blessing that I want you to think about is the fact that we, as redeemed people, are accepted. We are accepted. 
In first John or in John chapter one and verse twelve. John says, For as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name, who are born not of blood, nor of the will of, of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Added verse 13. See, Mark, it's okay. It's okay to go to another next verse, another verse. In Colossians chapter 2, Colossians chapter 2, and verses 9 and 10, Paul says, For in him all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form, and in him you have been made complete. And he is the head over all rule and authority. As, be, as redeemed people, we have been accepted. Accepted by God, not, not because we are so good that we should be considered to be accepted. Because we have been obedient to the will of God's Son, Jesus Christ, and we are now in, now in him, and because we are redeemed, we are accepted, as the scripture says, and adopted as sons and daughters. That's an amazing concept. to be accepted as a son or as a daughter when you really haven't been born into that family. I know that from, a pers from personal experience because I have a chosen brother. Doesn't, doesn't carry my last name. He carries the last name Jacobs because that was the family in which he was born into. He was adopted into my family to become part of our family, to be raised by my father and mother, and to become my brother, and he still is. Because he was accepted. God accepts those who have been redeemed. One of the other blessings of being redeemed is that we have a degree of security. In Romans chapter 8, verses 1 and 2, the Apostle Paul says, there is, therefore now con there is therefore now no condemnation 
for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. Now you want to be secure? <laughs> you want to be secure? That's where that's at right there. And that's one of the blessings of being redeemed. In Colossians chapter 3, verses 3 and 4, Paul says this, For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. We are secure. <laughs> and you can, you can read from the pages of your Bible and find all kinds of more scriptures to add to the list. But because we have to have class time and we have to have lunch, I'm not going to speak for two hours. But I could, because there's plenty of material here in this book. The other, the other blessing that is ours because we've been redeemed is that we, we are significant. Um... Some of you know uh, that uh, because of my fall a month ago and I had planned as per usual to be part of the one-stop shop at the hall yesterday. Um, that has been sort of one of my traditional things to do um, in November to be there and to display some things that I've made. and maybe sell a few things and get to meet a whole lot of people and but I I just for the last five weeks haven't haven't felt like being in the shop and working and creating things and and so I had to cancel my my table well we had some friends from Brandon that were planning to come to the one-stop shop yesterday and uh and so uh, they came by and picked me up, and we went, we went down to the hall uh, for a little bit and, and come back to the house and had, uh, had, had supper together. Um, but it was interesting to me how many people I met as I walked through yes, yesterday say to me, we missed you. <laughs> your, your table, your table. It was used to be right there, and you're not there today, you know? And I thought, you know, it's kind of nice to be significant in the minds of some people, you know? Because <laughs> they were missing me. Well, I was missing being there as well, but 
One of the blessings of being redeemed is that you are significant. And, and so, again, we have a couple of passages that <clears throat> we want to notice. Again, from the words of the Apostle Paul as he writes to uh, <clears throat> the Corinthian Christians. In chapter 3 and, and verse 16 and 17. Do you not know that you are a temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If any man destroys the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy and that is what you are. I hope I hope as a redeemed person this morning, you feel significant. <laughs> you feel worth something, because you are. God's son gave his life so that you could be redeemed. John chapter 15. Verse 5. I am the vine, and you are the branches, Jesus said. He who abides in me, and I in him, he bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. In a spiritual sense, in a spiritual sense, we're only significant when we stay connected to the vine. So, I hope you think about the fact that there are blessings in being redeemed. And I hope that you are happy with the fact that as a redeemed person that you've been accepted and that you have security in your position and you are significant. I hope you really realize that because that's the way God intended it to be for you and me if we are redeemed. In conclusion, this morning I want you to notice with me from Colossians chapter 2, verses 13 and 14. And when you were dead in your transgressions and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he made you alive together with him having forgiven us all our transgressions, having canceled out the certificate of debt consisting of degrees against us and which were hostile to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it 
to the cross. That's what he did. So you and I might have the opportunity of being redeemed. Redemption is such a wonderful, wonderful concept in Scripture. And I hope that you can appreciate that even more after noticing these passages with us this morning.